Welcome to the Faribault Ice Arena for high school hockey, the home opener tonight for the Faribault Falcons. And it's a north versus south battle as the Hibbing Chisholm Blue Jackets have made the trek into tropical part of Minnesota for a weekend series, actually taking on a pair of Big Nine Conference teams, but uh, different Big Nine Conference teams than uh, they normally take on. Schedules change, situations change, and Hibbing Chisholm is here to play Faribault today, and then at Mankato East tomorrow. Typically, it's been a matchup with Rochester Mayo and Red Wing in recent years, and I believe they would do the switch off. Teams would come north. Hibbing Chisholm and uh, one of the other clubs from up north would come south. Anyway, uh, the schedule matchups have changed, and this time the Blue Jackets are here to play the green of the Faribault Falcons in tonight's matchup, and then the Cougars of Mankato East in their black and gold on Saturday afternoon before making uh, the quick trip then back up north. Quick trip for an overall weekend as a, a trip down two quick games and then on the way back. And already the second road trip to the Twin Cities for Hibbing Chisholm, which played in a tournament at the Tria rink just recently and a club that doesn't have a lot of home games on their schedule this season. So uh, when they do play at home, uh, Denfeld comes in, I think, on Tuesday in a game that will also be heard uh, here on the radio. Uh, be sure to get to the uh, Memorial Arena and check things out. So my name's Roy Koenig, bringing you the coverage on the Mighty 920 KDHL, Faribault, Minnesota, 97.9 FM as well, in a dual broadcast along with KQ North 106.3, bringing you the action as well. Uh, the Blue Jackets come in one and three on the season. They've played some very tough teams and had some good battles. And the Faribault Falcons are 0-1, dropping an overtime decision yesterday at Austin after building a lead, but then battling through some penalties and coming up short in overtime despite an awful lot of scoring chances in overtime from the sounds of things. We'll get details on some of that a little later on in the broadcast when we hear from each of the coaches um, at intermission time. We'll get an update on things from each side. This game is a bit of a contrast, not only north versus south, but the depth of the roster is markedly different. Hibbing Chisholm essentially has a full roster, although one of their 12 forwards, I was told, is out ill. Yet they do list 12 forwards on their line chart, along with 6D, and then two goaltenders. For the Faribault Falcons, one goalie. That's it, one goalie. And Coach Alex Schmitz will get into some details on that and the particulars about needing to keep him healthy, Dustin Boyd. Uh, that's the only goalie on the roster. And they have a short roster as it is. I think I counted maybe 17 or 18 names on the roster. And three of those players are scratched for today for the Falcons. So Faribault not real deep in today's game. And Hibbing Chisholm seemingly has a full lineup on their side. We are on the uh, Rice County Fair Fairgrounds in Faribault, the home of the Faribault Ice Rink. That's uh, where today's game will be. And then uh, Packers were uh, the uh, Falcons were just at the Packers yesterday at Austin, where they ended up with a 6-5 setback in overtime. Faribault will be home on Tuesday as well against Fairmont. As far as Hibbing Chisholm goes, a loss to Grand Rapids, number 15 rated to start the season 5-2. They beat two Rivers 3-2 at the Trio Rink. That's the school formerly known as Henry Sibley. And then a loss to top 10 rated Northfield 7-1 in the Turkey Day Classic at Tria. And then finally on uh, Tuesday night, a trip to Cloquet ended up with a loss 4-3 to the number 9 rated Lumberjacks, even though Hibbing Chisholm scored first in that game for a 1-0 lead, but ended up falling 4-3. 
And after the back-to-back -back games with the 2 o'clock varsity start tomorrow at All Seasons Arena in Mankato, it'll be back in Hibbing on Tuesday night to play Duluth-Denfeld. Incidentally, that will be another game to be heard on KQ North 106.3. Faribault Falcons, I think, will be featured on the Mighty 920 KDHL again on Tuesday, or I know a Faribault sport will be as I try to dig for my schedule that I guess I'll have to find at another time unless it is right here and it's not. Anyway, I'll get to that as uh, certainly the Mighty 920 KDHL all set to bring you plenty of Faribault sports action. Here it is. It's girls basketball actually to be featured on Tuesday night as uh, Northfield is coming up for the Falcons in a Mighty 920 KDHL broadcast on Tuesday. Hey, be sure to say thanks to the sponsors who make all of this possible on the Mighty 920 KDHL and on KQ North 106.3. And while we're at, we'll go ahead and take a little commercial break and hear from some of our sponsors and return to our coverage from the Faribault Ice Arena in 60 seconds. We're back in one minute with high school boys hockey. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Does your current bank have your best interest in you? Are they having you flip a coin on your financial decisions? Why not bank with a bank that makes total sense? First United Bank in Faribault and Owatonna is the bank that makes you and your family or business feel secure in the financial world. If a change is needed, see the banking professionals at First United Bank. The bank that just makes sense. Member FDIC. As we count down to face off at 7 o'clock tonight, there's another contrast between these two teams. Hibbing Chisholm graduated off, uh, graduated an awful lot of their top scoring from a season ago, although they bring back some exciting young players who were champions of the A Bantam tournament a season ago, and I believe did extremely well at the Peewee level before that, which we'll get an update on and uh, a run through on with Coach Rewerts a little later on in the broadcast. So a very a young team for Hibbing Chisholm, which is one of the nice things about going on the road. And, and uh, he'll talk about the uh, aspect of learning how to play varsity hockey, getting used to some of the travel that's involved. So a younger team on the part of the Blue Jackets. Meanwhile, for the Faribault Falcons, they do bring back an awful lot of their uh, scoring punch from a season ago. They returned three of their top four scorers and can, are considered to be a very veteran team. Linneman, who scored two goals in yesterday's loss to Austin, uh, has been the leading scorer for a couple of seasons for the Falcons, and he's back. The Let's Play Hockey capsule look at each of these teams says the Falcons will have a good mix of young and veteran players. One player with a lot of experience is Oliver Linneman, who led the team in points last season with 40. On the other hand, they will have a goalie who saw just six games last season. That experience should prove beneficial for him. Again, that's from Let's Play Hockey, and that goalie is Dustin Boyd, and a player they need to um, they, they need to protect as much as they can because he is the only goalie on the roster. 
Meanwhile, for Hibbing Chisholm, the Blue Jackets will have somewhat of a rebuilding year in the words of Let's Play Hockey. After graduating 11 seniors and their top five scorers, plus their starting goalie, they will have their second best scoring defenseman in Christian Edmonds. He does return. So some of these statistical notes from last season for the Faribault Falcons as they finished off a 12-14 and 14 record. They did win a playoff game before getting knocked out of the postseason. Clay Kerwin and Alex Schmitz are the coaches for the Falcons. Top returners include Lineman at 40 points. Perutka, who's a scratch today, 26 points last season. Kunze, 22 points. Redding, 14 points. Belichek, who had a goal yesterday, 10 points a season ago. And uh, Amundsen had nine points. Archambault had eight points last season. Archambault is also a scratch today, as Faribault is a, several of their players out of the lineup. And the Hibbing Chisholm Blue Jackets, Edmonds returns a 17-point production season for him last season as a defenseman. 12 of those points are assists. Um, let me see here. Gabardi ended up with 14 points last season. Kampsala had 12 points. McHugh as a defenseman, 11 points. Rotzi and Erdahl each had uh, playing time as well. Erdahl in goal ended up at 3-0 on the season. Rotzi a handful of points a season ago. So the Hibbing Chisholm team did graduate off uh, quite a bit of last season's top scorers. In fact, the top six scorers off last season's team plus the main goaltender. Hibbing Chisholm also won a playoff game before getting knocked out of the postseason last season. In their case, after beating Proctor, a loss to Hermantown, who went on to finish third at state. In the case of the Faribault Falcons, they beat Austin in the first round of the playoffs, just lost Austin yesterday in the regular season opener, and then lost to New Prague in the playoffs. Northfield went on to go to state. Both coaches will say that those... Uh, Defending section champions are probably the favorites for this new winter of hockey as well. Well, this is pretty cool. The Hibbing Chisholm cheerleaders have taken the ice here at the Faribault Ice Arena. How fun is that, that the uh, cheer team gets to travel along and they are on the ice in skates. And there you go. There's one of the big things you'll notice that's different with northern Minnesota hockey is the uh, cheerleaders are on the ice. And I'm sure it happens in southern Minnesota as well. I work in Owatonna a lot of the time. Owatonna has cheerleaders. They are not on the ice typically. But Hibbing Chisholm does have their cheerleaders on the ice as uh, we get set for player introductions here shortly. We'll go ahead and take one more quick commercial break as well and pause for another 60 seconds. We're back. The lineups, the national anthem, and high school hockey coming up in 60 seconds on the Mighty 920 KDHL and KQ North 106.3. 60 seconds. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Faribault Foods has been a pillar of the Faribault community since 1895. As a leading manufacturer of high-quality canned foods that are dedicated to providing wholesome and delicious recipe-ready food. Keep your pantry stocked with canned beans and vegetables for easy meals at your fingertips. 
Use Mrs. Grimes beans in your favorite soups, chilies, or tacos. And butter kernel vegetables is a side dish that your family will love. For more meal inspiration, visit MrsGrimesBeans.com or ButterKernel.com. The tunnel is all set for the Faribault Falcons entry as we uh, count down to the beginning of tonight's hockey game. Faribault record of 0-1 on the season. Having Chisholm comes in at 1-3 on the season. I did not get a chance to ask the uh, coaches of the last time these two teams would have played each other. I'm guessing it's been a while, if ever, Hibbing Chisholm has played in recent seasons, uh, Rochester Mayo and Red Wing. And Coach Schmitz of the Falcons indicated that maybe they were supposed to be playing Albert Lee this weekend, but that didn't work out, and uh, Faribault ends up on the schedule. But in any case, uh, they are here to take on the Falcons at the Faribault Ice Arena. And the Blue Jackets have taken the ice, wearing the dark sweaters, blue and silver colors, hibbing and block lettering down the front, angling across the front of the jerseys. And the flag bearer is about to come onto the ice right now for the Falcons, Oliver Nair will skate on. They've got the fog machine going just outside the tunnel. So the tunnel is in the corner of the arena, just outside the locker room. But what's interesting is the Faribault Falcon players actually have to walk out of the building, out an, an exit, and then come around and come back into the building through the tunnel. But they do have a large blow-up tunnel that is wedged into the corner of the arena. The fog machine is going right now. Lights are up at the moment. The lights may come down momentarily in order to add a little bit of drama to the entrance for the home team. Always getting a little bit more intricate and detailed and real purposeful in a lot of these intros, some hype videos that are used nowadays in schools. Certainly special music is nothing new, uh, but the tunnel here at the Faribault Ice Arena, I don't believe I've ever seen that before here in Faribault. Actually, I can't even think of a tunnel at a hockey game that I've seen in any case right off the top of my head. I do my best to give a middle-of-the-road call, most certainly. Don't want to be a homer for one side or the other, although my, my, my hometown school is pulling at me a little bit. I am a Hibbing High School graduate of 1986, so if there's a homer call tonight, maybe it'll be on that side. And uh, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit because I... Also get a chance to do a lot of Faribault sports during the course of time here on the Mighty 920 KDHL. So it will be, as best I can, a middle-of-the-road delivery. And with that, the lights go off. So we are moving along on this uh, first night of home hockey for the Faribault Falcons, working out a couple of the kinks. Spotlight is on the tunnel, and Oliver Nair will skate out in just a moment. Here he comes, the flag bearer for tonight's game. Youth hockey being represented. I'm sure the kids get a kick out of that. And he plants the flag at center ice in the Falcon logo. And that does look pretty cool. The Faribault players coming out of the tunnel with the fog around them. And we'll grab a picture of that if we can get something. I don't know how well my camera is going to work in the dark of the arena to forward a picture to Gordy Kosfeld to get uh, posting up on this game at some point. 
Yeah, my, my camera's not going to take much of a picture in the dark. So you have to be here to see it at some point, folks. Faribault Falcon fans, get out to the arena when you can. I think Faribault has a good nine or ten home games. Hibbing Chisholm only plays about eight or nine home games, and they've already had at least one of those come and go. So uh, get out to the home games whenever possible. But certainly great to bring it to you on the radio here and uh, be able to present it that way for folks not able to make the trip down from the north or folks just not able to uh, get over here on the uh, a busy night as holiday time is about to kick in. Waiting to see if we've got the national anthem. <laughs> the public address announcer is calling for the lights to come back up, I believe. Here we go. Hipping Chisholm Blue Jacket. Starting lineup in goal number 31 is a sophomore, Gavin Lamphere. On defense is a senior captain, number 10, Christian Edmonds. And number nine, a senior captain, Bladen McHugh. Forwards for the Blue Jackets. On one wing is a sophomore, number two, Benny Galley. On another wing is a junior, number three, Jace Campsula. And in the middle, a sophomore, number 19, Kellen Elsner. Elsner scored the first goal against Klokayosko Carlton in a recent 4-3 loss. Assistant coaches include Chris Zubich and A.J. Allison. The co-head coaches are Eric Rewerts and Aaron Jamnick. Meanwhile, the Hibbing Chisholm cheerleaders, HHS, across their sweaters, spin around the face-off circle and cheer on their team. Starters here for the Faribault Falcons. In goal is number one, Dustin Boyd. On defense is number 24, Cole Goodwin. Also on defense is number four, Leighton Anderson. On one wing is number 19, RJ Wazalowski. Another wing is number 15, Ethan Amundsen. And the man in the middle for the Faribault Falcons is number eight, Tommy Kunze. Assistant coach is Jake Dickerson. Head coaches are Clay Kerwin and Alex Schmitz. Both of these teams list co-head coaches. We'll bring in the national anthem now and then be ready for tonight's hockey game. Here from the Faribault Ice Arena.
All right, the assignment has been issued. Let's play hockey. Faribault hosting Hibbing Chisholm here at this Faribault Ice Arena. There's bleacher seating on one side of the building. Player benches are on the opposite side with the score table, a public address booth, and the penalty boxes in between. And then our broadcast location is right above that uh, score table penalty box area right between the two benches. There is also uh, several rows of bleacher seating at one end of the building here at Faribault, which was uh, an addition a few years ago, including kind of a bench seating area with a, kind of a high top table area across the top of the area behind one of the goals and then several rows of bleacher seating in front of there. Capacity here, not as big as it is at the uh, Hibbing Memorial Arena. It's been a little while since I've been in the building there, but um, I believe that the seating capacity there is a bit more than here in Faribault. Falcons are in white, green shoulders, green numbers, a Falcon logo across the front, black breezers, hibbing in primarily blue with some gray or silver on the arms, some white trim, hibbing and block lettering across the front of their jerseys. Blue Jackets will go from right to left in front of me and Faribault from left to right, 17 minutes on the board. And on the mighty 920, KDHL, Faribault, Minnesota, and KQ North 106.3, hitting, we're underway with hockey. Blue Jackets in their end, clear to center. Galley works it to the blue line, gets hammered by Wozolowski, but he did put the puck in deep. And he cuts to the front of the net. Teammate in deep, not able to get the puck up and out of play, and that'll bring a whistle right away. Faribault 0-1. Got a nice lead at Austin yesterday, but the, and the Packers came back, ultimately won in overtime 6-5. Fairmont comes in on Tuesday. The Jackets win the faceoff. McHugh takes a shot that skims through the crease. Now it's bouncing in on the keeper. It's in. They score. The Blue Jackets are on the board right in the five hole. Punching that through that loose puck. And for the Blue Jackets, it looks like it's Galley that's going to take advantage of that. There'll be a helper or two on this one. Galley skates through the celebration line and hitting Chisholm is on the board at 31 seconds of the opening period. Galley, that'll be his first goal of the season. And for Galley, the sophomore, I imagine that that could be the first goal of his varsity career. Here comes the announcement. Galley. 18. I think it was Jerkovic and Edmonds on the assists. I believe is what the announcement was. Number 18 and number 10 assisting Galley number two on the goal. And Hibbing Chisholm takes the early lead here over the Faribault Falcons. Puck driven into the blue jacket zone. Strukel skates behind the net, drops it off as they work on the breakout. Streaking across his line, getting to the puck was uh, Swanson. He got disrupted by a Falcon player at center ice and just dumped it into the zone as he skates over on a change. Bit of a forecheck being put on now by Schweiberger. Schweiberger, rather, creates a steal deep in the Falcon zone. Faribault skater Kunze gets it to the corner, and he'll skate forward. 
then backhand it in. The stop will be made by the keeper, Lamphere. Just put his blocker down, knocked it over to a teammate, triggered into the Falcon zone by Edmonds, rims it around. At the left point, loose puck popped out to center ice. Back on it for the Blue Jackets is McDonald. Spinning at center ice and dumping it into the zone is Gustafson as he skates over on a line change. Fairville Falcons have a chance to clear. They go blue line to blue line, miss a man. It bounces deep into the Hibbing Chisholm zone behind the net. Edmonds is there. We have a whistle. And I'm not sure what the whistle is just yet. We might have a penalty coming up. We do. High sticking is the call on the Blue Jackets. High stick. Time is uh, two minutes and seven seconds of the first period. And into the penalty box is the captain McHugh. Power play opportunity for the Fairbow Falcons with Hibbing Chisholm up 1-0. With the puck is Redding. Redding scored twice yesterday at Austin. There's a shot into the glove of into the glove of Lamphere. He'll hang on to it. It was Strusel who triggered that from the blue line for Fairbow. Power play numbers last season for the Faribault Falcons, they were about 23%. I don't know their numbers from last night. Here comes a shorthanded opportunity, and it's thwarted by the back check. Getting back on it was Strusel as Campsula was about to grab and go past him at center ice. Hibbing Chisholm down a skater, but they get the puck into the offensive zone, and uh, Strukel skates behind the net. Puts that into the hash mark area, comes on through. It is Elsner pushes along the back wall. Keep in mind, this is a Faribault power play, but they're bottled up in their own zone right now with 1.15 to go in the man advantage for the Falcons. Three minutes into the first period, hitting Chisholm up 1-0. Faribault works through center ice. The puck is poked away from Kunze. Taking it into the zone momentarily was Elsner. Lineman now, he gets ahead of steam going, is on his own with players changing behind him. A good back check uh, by Sunball. And then he steals the puck away. He'll skate it on the near wing side, get past the blue line. It is poked away from him, but then a follow-up opportunity by Edmonds drives it down the ice. Down to 40 seconds in the man advantage for Faribault. McHugh is the one who's in the penalty box, by the way, and then icing on the power play whistled against the Falcons. Three and a half minutes into the first period. A note to board operators all across the state that generally will take our commercial breaks at intermission. And a note to our fans all across the state, be sure to thank those sponsors when you uh, get the opportunity, those sponsors that you hear on the Mighty 920 KDHL. And on KQ North 106.3. Those sponsors are what makes it possible to bring you high school sports on the radio. Through center ice are the Falcons. Time running out on the power play. A loose puck picked up by the Blue Jackets. And they'll start their own breakout. Backhand saucer all the way across ice. Galley, who has the opening goal, moved it into the Faribault zone. Lost the puck. Swanson turns it. Check that. Kunze turns it the other way and takes it deep in. Time is done on the penalty. Hitting Chisholm is back to full strength. Reworks, by the way, the sophomore forward jumped on the ice. And a short time later, there's an icing whistle against Hibbing Chisholm. Now they'll look at a defensive zone faceoff. 
I guess they aren't tracking, or maybe they are tracking shots on goal. I guess it's one-to-one. -one. I can think of the flurry that resulted in the goal for Hibbing Chisholm. Uh, would have thought there was more than one shot on net. And I guess uh, Lamphere, I thought Lamphere had a couple of saves, but for the moment, the shot total on the board shows one-to-one. -one. The score is 1-0, Hibbing Chisholm with the lead. Bouncing puck, the uh, puck was triggered by Strukel. Now another try, kick save is made by Boyd. Into the corner, Blue Jackets still fluttering around the corner of the net. Cleared around, kept in by Strukel. Strukel, a freshman on D. This is a team that had a ton of success at younger levels from Bantam to Pee Wee. Now making that transition to varsity. All the way down the ice, but no icing on this one. For Faribault, Redding is the one in deep. However, the Blue Jacket skater gets there. Now his pass up ice intercepted. And Wozlowski will work on it for Faribault. Comes back to his own blue line. His pass is intercepted by Gabardi, but then stolen at the blue line of Faribault by the Falcons Anderson. Back and forth at center ice right now until an opportunity like this with Linneman skating into the zone. He's checked off of the puck, however, and Hibbing Chisholm works on a breakout. Puck is gloved down by McHugh. He'll go back to his uh, defensive uh, partner and co-captain Edmonds. A rush up ice for the Blue Jackets. Gabardi with the shot from a tough angle on the right half wall kicked out of there by Boyd. Faribault Falcons work on the clear on the near side wall right next to the Faribault bench. A couple of players standing, leaning over the wall. The shot comes in on Boyd. It's loose. It bounced off his stick, off his mask, and eluded his glove for a moment. But then he was able to cover the puck and bring a face off in his defensive zone. 11-11 to go in the first period. 1-0 Blue Jackets. It was Gally from, as I understand it, Jerkovich and Edmonds. No JV game here today in Faribault, although I understand that the Hibbing Chisholm Club was in Waseca for a JV game. And I don't know the plan tomorrow. I, I, maybe Mankato East does have a JV. There are games, in fact, scheduled at noon and 2 tomorrow, so they must. Hibbing Chisholm deep in the zone. Puck almost turned over right in front of the keeper. And it is out of the zone. Hard to work for. The pass comes ahead to Kunze. And then it's poked away from him at the blue line of Hibbing Chisholm. Blue Jackets come in, a line rush, and we might have an offside. We have a delayed offside, giving Faribault a chance to clear. Kunze for the Falcons, knocks it off the dasher boards. Stolen there at center ice. Elsner tries to drive it down. That runs into traffic. He'll get another opportunity at it. Anderson triggers it at mid-ice into the Hibbing zone. Long breakout to uh, uh, Kampsala, touched by him, stolen then by Faribault at their line. Anderson, quick little touch pass, gets a return from Redding. They do work it into the uh, Blue Jacket zone, but only for a few seconds. It's out, back in, and they have to touch up onside. Linneman gets onside. Seven minutes into the first period, 1-0. Blue Jackets in front. There's a backhander that is a souvenir for a fan, as Johnny Simon puts that up and over the glass on the far side of the rink. I'd say we've got a pretty good crowd here tonight at the Ferbo Ice Arena. Decision that the face-off will happen just outside the Falcons' blue line. That's roughly where the uh, puck was lifted up. On the face-off, Lineman will win that draw over Jerkovic. 
And takes the puck into the offensive zone. He's got a backhand, tries to switch to the forehand. It's in the crease, the battle in front. A flurry, bodies have fallen all over one another. Finally comes the whistle as Lamphere is able to keep it out. But Linneman really worked hard. He had a tough angle to cut on that left side around the lower rim of that left circle. And somehow, even with a player or two from Hibbing Chisholm on him, was able to get that puck on net for a real good scoring opportunity. Shots on the board show 4-4. The score is 1-0 Hibbing. Hart with a shot after the faceoff win by his teammate. Caden Hart for the Falcons with that shot. Cleared out to center ice then by Hibbing. Dumped back into their own zone to find a new avenue forward. Trying to catch Faribault on a change. Gabardi dumps it into the zone. Hart is back forward for the Falcons. Clears it around the near corner. At the blue line, a backhand swipe by McDonald for Hibbing Chisholm. Put it deep in the zone. Gabardi feeds the point. There's a shot, a save, a rebound. It bounces around the far side crease area, far side of the cage, and then into the corner. Cutting to the front of the net for a uh, pass was Schweiberger. Now here's an opportunity. That shot is pushed wide by Gabardi. This uh, cycling in the left corner are the Blue Jackets. For Faribault, Amundsen working over the player on the wall and cleared up into the netting. And it'll bring a draw deep in the Ferbo zone. Just about midway through the first period, 1-0, Hibbing Chisholm has the advantage. They scored in the first 31 seconds. Galley with his first goal. And I'm gonna assume that's his first goal. Sophomore, he had two assists on the season coming into today's game based on the hub numbers. Looked like Hibbing Chisholm won the faceoff, but missed the point man. So they are all the way back deep in their zone, hustling back with Struple. And now it's tapped at center ice, but it's going to be an icing against the Blue Jackets. And they'll look at a defensive zone faceoff at the midway point of the period. At intermission, we'll hear from Coach Schmitz of the Faribault Falcons. First intermission, second intermission, an interview with Coach Rewerts of Hibbing Chisholm. As well, I'll take a peek at the Let's Play Hockey uh, preview for each of these teams' sections. Hibbing Chisholm wins a faceoff in their zone. They get a rush going forward. Elsner is in, but Faribault had three players back to break up the rush. Falcons pound it forward. Goodwin not able to clear. Blue Jackets keep it in. This is Strukel. That one is just wide. Kicks around in the corner up to the right point. Edmonds then passes that off and the shot gets through traffic wide of the net from the corner centered now a shot comes from uh, the left point by Edmonds tipped wide escaping to the corner after the puck pinching in on this one is Strukel giving Chisholm will lose the zone and reset back in their own end back forward first was Edmonds angled forward picked up on the move by Strukel staying onside just barely but he did so as Gustafson didn't get off a shot that time. Edmonds takes it around the back of the net. Gets twisted around behind there by Simon of the Falcons, and then Fairbo's heart comes in to lay another body on the player. Lineman tries to clear it out. Hibbing Chisholm keeps it in the zone. Chopped at by Hart, pops it up into the far corner. Rewerts is there, centered right onto the tape of a Fairbo Falcon player, Redding. Redding flies forward. His shot goes wide of the net. He'll chase after it, reaching out as Lamphere. Redding gets bumped behind the... Uh, 
Uh, Nat Edmonds takes it forward, not able to clear it out. That one was intercepted by Wazilowski of the Falcons. Centering effort by Faribault is deflected. Hart picks it up at the right point. He'll rim it in. Seven minutes to go first period. 1-0 Blue Jackets. Galley on the goal, 31 seconds in. And this length of the ice uh, drive is stopped, had to be stopped by Boyd. That negates any chance of an icing on that situation. And we have a face-off in the Fairbow zone. Coming up on Tuesday, KQ North 106.3. Steve Carlson will be on hand for the call as the Hunters from Denfield come in to Hibbing. That's Tuesday night hockey. And Gordy Kosfeld, I believe, will be on the call on the Mighty 920 KDHL on Tuesday night for Fairbow Girls Basketball with Northfield. Two on one through center ice. Never really developed for the Falcons. Sunball knocks it the other way for Hibbing Chisholm. Fairbow gets out of their zone. That's Kunze skating through center ice. Takes it in. Shakes off a player or two. Blockered to the corner by Lamphere. Hibbing Chisholm's Sunval along the back. Then McHugh clears it around looking for Swanson in the near corner. Hibbing Chisholm going from right to left. And at center, the puck drifts to the blue line of the Falcons. They knock it to the blue line of Hibbing Chisholm. Shot into the zone by Sunval. Then he gets hammered right by the Faribault bench. Kunze tries to wrap it back deep in his own zone. Look for a new path out. Hibbing Chisholm on the change. Hart for the Falcons. Poke checked away from him. Kept in the zone. Kampsala tries to split the defense and has to follow the puck to the corner. Then his pass is a little bit behind Elsner, who is swooping in toward the slot. Elsner along the back wall. Elsner feeds it out to the point. McDonald goes to the other point. A one-timer by Edmonds, partially a hey, partially uh, whiffed on it. Now trying to step around on a, looking to go a backhand wraparound, but Elsner got uh, knocked off of that try. It's Galley in the corner. Passes that out to McDonald. McDonald's shot through a screen. The loose puck is off the post, and then Boyd is able to cover it up. The rebound opportunity, the net was open. The shot went off the near side post and just trickled back toward Boyd. And he was able to reach over his right shoulder and freeze the puck. Shots 9-4 in the favor of Hibbing. 5.09 to play first period, 1-0 Blue Jackets. Face off, McHugh keeps it in the zone. Then it'll be played by Struckel. He'll rim it in. Schweiberger along the back wall. Falcons steal it away. Shoveled out by Wozlowski, then fired right back in by McHugh. Good win behind his net for the Falcons. Takes a step, gets knocked off his feet. Loose puck picked up by Faribault, cleared out. Stolen at center ice by the Blue Jackets. McHugh wheels on it, drives it in the zone. No icing, or maybe it was just a late icing whistle. I think that was it. A late icing whistle because uh, McHugh or whoever it was there at center ice was definitely near his blue line when he flung the puck down the ice. So an icing call against Hibbing Chisholm will bring a faceoff back into their zone. They're up 1-0. Linneman taking the draw. And uh, Hibbing Chisholm winning the draw. I think it was Jerkovic. Yeah, Jerkovic is the one who took it. Meanwhile, it is cleared out of play, and a faceoff will happen once again deep in the Hibbing Chisholm zone. 
to the goaltender's right, Lamphere. He's a sophomore. There's a shot to save. He's a sophomore with quick reflexes. As a face-off opportunity for Falcons. Now coming the other way into the zone is Jerkovic. Puck to the slot, cleared out of there. Chopped down low. And a follow-up try right into the upper. Goal! It comes off of the goaltender's chest, falls into the crease, and pounded home by the Blue Jackets, who grab the 2-0 lead. And in the flurry, I'm not certain, but that might be Schweiberger. That might be Schweiberger on the goal. And we'll wait for the announcement here. The goal coming at the 12.39 mark of period number one. And it's 2-0, Hibbing Chisholm. Rebound goal most certainly there for a 2-0 lead for the Blue Jackets. Here comes the announcement. Strukel. So they announced it as Strukel on the goal. And I saw Schweiberger kind of be the first through the celebration line, but that's not always the true indication of uh, who gets the goal. And I missed who the assist was uh, for, to be quite honest. Uh, not uh, catching that. 2-0, though. Hibbing Chisholm will take the lead by whichever means they get it. And a 2-0 lead. So Strukel getting credit, uh, getting announced for the goal. That'll be his second of the season. A freshman defenseman, Jackson Strukel. And it was a bit of a flurry in front of the net. So a 2-0 lead for the Blue Jackets. They're at their blue line and rainbowed to the blue line of the Falcons. Backhand ahead by Simon, slips out to center ice. Spin move by McDonald. Now the puck picked up by Galley. He'll circle back into his own zone with three and a half to go first period. Interview with Fairbowl coach coming up at intermission. And into the zone is McDonald. McDonald, then a shot. And that one uh, was triggered by Kempsela. Now it's Sunball. That one gets through. It's still in the low slot and then battered down the ice by the Falcons. And they will be guilty of icing. So that'll bring the faceoff back into their own zone. Fairwell Falcons playing the Big Nine Conference. Northfield was the conference champ a season ago. Century, Mayo, Owatonna, Albert Lee, Mankato East. It's a big conference. John Marshall, Mankato West, Faribault, Winona, Austin, Red Wing. 12 teams, although as I understand it, Century and JM are teaming up this year in a co-op. So I guess it'll be 11 teams in the Big Nine. Big Nine, 12 teams. It is nine cities for what that's worth. But anyway, the Big Nine has changed a lot over the years as all the conferences do. A three-on-one rush developing for Faribault. Hibbing Chisholm is back well, and the shot by Wazilowski did not even get through to the keeper initially. And then around the back of the net goes Hibbing. Breakout gets slowed down, and they're still in their own zone. Rewerts. Looks to find Gustafson. No icing. They missed on the connection, but no icing on the play. 
Terrible in their own zone. Lineman along the back wall. Getting worked over a bit by the uh, four-checker who was in there, who was a uh, reworks for Hiving. Back pass tap by Strukel, and then it's poke checked away from Edmonds. Blue Jackets regroup in their zone with 2.05 to play in the first period. 2-0, giving Chisholm in front. Strukel skates in, weaves through traffic, shot knocked down nicely by Goodwin. And the Falcons get it out through neutral, drifting into the hibbing Chisholm zone. Not enough for icing. Quick transition, but then stolen at center ice by Kunze. Kunze for the Falcons, puts it deep into the zone. Strukel behind his own net. Cleared around to the corner, held in at the blue line by Simon for Fairbo. Knocked forward, and the Blue Jackets get to center ice. Gabardi gets slowed down. Hibbing Chisholm will get it into the zone, but a back check creates a loose puck, rimmed around by Simon, and it's back out to center ice with 1.20 to go in the first. McHugh gains the red line, drives it back into the Fairbow zone. Gabardi chases after it along the back wall. Hart puts a hit on him. Swanson is there for the Blue Jackets as a, another player in the mix. And a pass goes through the top of the crease. That pass was made... I believe by Swanson, and the player who was right near the crease was Kampsala, but they didn't quite connect on the play. And then the puck is lifted into the rafters, kind of a low ceiling here at the Faribault Ice Arena. And that one, I think that might be the first one that's hit the rafters, but that one did go into the ceiling. Coming out of the Faribault zone, so the faceoff will be in the Falcon zone with 102 to play in the first period, and a 2-0 lead for having Chisholm. McHugh plays a little soccer as he kicks it into the zone. A puck in the crease, and it's knocked free. Then a shot from the left side is behind the net. That one was taken by McDonald. Lineman taps it forward. Blue Jackets keep it in the zone. Pass goes over to McDonald. Comes in, left side at the dot. Now fades back, and he'll rim it. Galley behind the net, center, turning, shooting, and somehow getting a toe on that. Off the shot by Elsner was Dustin Boyd. Galley picks it up, 30 seconds in the period. Crashing in, McHugh, backhand up the slot. It hit a player in front, comes toward the corner. Knocked behind the net, Galley gets over there, make that Kampsala, feeds the point, a swing, and then trying for the redirect in front was Elsner, went off the back wall. Buzzing are the Blue Jackets, triggered there, and now pass to the right, open look, great save by Boyd, loose puck, and too much traffic in front. As five seconds, four seconds, Hibbing Chisholm still in the zone. The shot by El by uh, Elsner is just off the line. And a flurry at the end by Hibbing Chisholm. Several shots, at least one or two open nets. A good pass through the crease. But in all those late opportunities, not able to cash in. The Blue Jackets did put the puck in the net twice in this first period. As it was Galley on the first goal. And then I'm going to check the announcement on the second goal. So is Elsner on the assist on the first goal? And now at 12.39. Strukel. And Jerkovic on the assist. All right, so that's been confirmed by the public address. Galley and Strukel. Galley and Strukel are the two that have the goals at this point for Hibbing Chisholm with a 2-0 lead over the Faribault Falcons after 17 minutes of hockey. 
and you're listening to hockey from the Faribault Ace Arena on the Mighty 920 KDHL, Faribault, Minnesota, and KQ North 106.3. We'll take a 90-second commercial break. It's 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm at the break, back in 90 seconds. Does your current bank have your best interest in you? Are they having you flip a coin on your financial decisions? Why not bank with a bank that makes total sense? First United Bank in Faribault and Owatonna is the bank that makes you and your family or business feel secure in the financial world. If a change is needed, see the banking professionals at First United Bank. The bank that just makes sense. Member FDIC. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. All right, through a period of hockey here at the Faribault Ice Arena, it is a 2-0 lead for Hibbing Chisholm. The Blue Jackets making the long trek south like they do, um, well, every other year. It seemed uh, a trip to the southern part of the state. And frankly, this year, they've already been down to at least the Metro a couple of times after playing in the Tria Turkey event a week ago. Faribault here, not quite the Metro. We're a little bit south of the Metro here in Faribault, half hour. 40 minutes south of the greater Twin Cities Metro, I think might be the general way to look at the Faribault community. Uh, 2-0 lead for Hibbing Chisholm. Once again, the announcement is Galley on the goal from Elsner and Edmonds and Strukel on the goal from Jerkovic. Rebound goal on the second one. Uh, the power play opportunities were uh, Faribault one chance, 0 for 1, and shots on net. Blue Jackets 15, Falcons with 5. At one point, the shot total was 4-4. Four to four. And now the shot total at the end of one period is uh, 15 to 5 in favor of Hibbing Chisholm. At break, it's a chance to catch up with the coaches. And first of all, first of all, if I get all my equipment to work right, is the head coach for the Faribault Falcons. The one of the co-head coaches, in fact, Coach uh, Alex Schmitz, who works alongside Clay Kerwin. Well, Coach, here it is, hockey season. You guys ready to go? Yeah, I think so. You know, we opened up last in Austin. Um, good to get our feet back under us, under us back in a game situation. Um, we had about a week and a half of practice. And, yeah, looking to play at home in front of home fans. And, and uh, hopefully we have a good night on the ice. Looks like it was an exciting game. 11 goals scored last night total with Austin uh, edging uh, the Falcons 6-5 to five as a score. I saw what happened in the game. Yeah, you know, uh, we played a great first period, uh, you know, leading 4-1 after one, had a lot of shots on net, got in some penalty trouble in the second period, kind of let them back in the game. 
uh, you know, pretty much dominated the last five, six minutes of the third period. Their goalie played really, really well. Uh, super impressed by their goalie in the second and third period. And they had a five-minute power play to start overtime. Had 19, had 19 shots on goal in the overtime. So about five minutes and 30 seconds of overtime, we had 19 shots on goal. Just couldn't bury one. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we got ourselves in penalty trouble. We got a couple guys, you know, healthy scratched uh, with some, you know, some injuries, and uh, another one that'll be out tonight. So unfortunately, we saw ourselves on the, the downside of some penalties. Um, but that's hockey. You got to stay out of the box if you're going to win some games. How veteran is this year's team? Very, very veteran. Uh, you know, eight seniors, um, eight seniors, eight kids that have been playing together for a long time. So we need them to play, play as seniors, play as a team. Can't be selfish out there. Are there, okay, with a veteran team, do you still have some question marks entering the season or some areas of uncertainty? Yeah, yeah, I think we do. Um, you know, we've, we lost a few, uh, a few good players last year. I think we're still just trying to figure out the line combinations that really work in to uh, make sure that, you know, we got the right guys skating with the right guys and, and get some chemistry out there. What's the goalie situation? We have one goalie, uh, Dusty Boyd. He's, he's, he's our backbone. He's the only one we got, so we have to protect him at all costs. we got to keep bucks, you know, shots outside of, his, outside of the circle, you know, get traffic out of his way so that he can see what's going on and, and be able to slap the puck. Hosting a team like Hibbing Chisholm from up north, how did that come about? You know, they were scheduled to play a game down in Elbert Lee, and there must have been a schedule miscommunication. So uh, Shane Gunderson reached out to us and asked if it was something that, that we'd be interested in. And, you know, like to see see some of those teams from up north. You know, they live, breathe, sleep hockey. Um, so it'll be fun to watch them, watch how they play. Be a good test for us, too, after a, after a tough loss yesterday to see how we'll bounce back against a really good hockey team. And do you, do you have a chance to scout them or learn a little bit about them or what to expect from this club? You know, they played Northfield uh, earlier. Uh, got beat 7-1 to run by them. A little surprising knowing that they were ranked in the top 10 mm-hmm. preseason uh, going into the year. We know Northfield's a good hockey team. We know their program really well. We watched a little bit of their game film, um, but Northfield dominated pretty much that whole game, so we didn't really get to see too much. Okay. Uh, as far as your schedule, what are some highlights as you get rolling on in the season here, some of the non-conference things or holiday things you may be doing? Yeah, uh, you know, we're doing something a little bit different because we do have eight seniors. We're going to take an overnight trip down to Wyndham, so we're going to leave on a Friday, get all the boys together, hang out in the hotel, and, uh, you know, give them a good experience with the eight guys that we have left that have been together for so long. And, uh, you know, we just want them to have a good year. We really do. Uh, you know, some good non-conference games, some good tests, like the one that we're going to see well, then we're going to see tonight, you know, a good test, and, and then we're going to get, you know, we're going to get to, to see some teams that, uh, you know, hopefully we can we can beat up on a little bit. And conference and section favorites. Who do you want to say for that? I would say Northfield. I mean, Northfield's a great hockey team. Uh, I know uh, they're strong, they're strong, uh, very deep, very strong. Uh, I would say Northfield's probably the front runner. Uh, Dodge County's going to be right there as well. They didn't lose a lot last year uh, as well. So I think Northfield and Dodge County will be two good, uh, two good teams to look for at the end of the year. Good luck tonight and all season. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Coach Schmitz, one of the co-coaches for the Fairville Falcons, alongside Coach Clay Kerwin. Uh, we'll talk more about Dodge County here in a couple of minutes because the Wildcats are pretty loaded with some returning scoring. The trip to Wyndham comes in mid-January. As far as the immediate schedule for Faribault, they will host Fairmont on Tuesday night here at Faribault Ice Arena. 
go to Mankato East on Thursday of next week. Of course, the uh, Blue Jackets are going to Mankato East tomorrow. Owatonna comes to town on December 9th. Then it's a road trip or at least three consecutive road games that include Rochester, Mayo, Dodge County, and Chisago Lakes. Some of the non-conference teams coming up for Faribault include Breck and Wilmer here. Wyndham is the team that they're playing on the road with the overnight trip. Um, and then uh, La Crescent, who's a section team. St. Paul Academy, a non-conference game. Uh, they play Wilmer twice to the Falcons this season. And, uh, yeah, those are the non-conference games besides playing those regular Big Nine conference teams. We're at intermission. It's 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm with the lead over the Faribault Falcons. 2-0 after one period. We'll take another break and pause for 90 seconds. Back in 90 with more notes and the second period coming right up. Faribault Foods has been a pillar of the Faribault community since 1895. As a leading manufacturer of high-quality canned foods that are dedicated to providing wholesome and delicious recipe-ready food. Keep your pantry stocked with canned beans and vegetables for easy meals at your fingertips. Use Mrs. Grimes beans in your favorite soups, chilies, or tacos. And butter kernel vegetables as a side dish that your family will love. For more meal inspiration, visit MrsGrimesBeans.com or ButterKernel.com. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Does your current bank have your best interest in you? Are they having you flip a coin on your financial decisions? Why not bank with a bank that makes total sense? First United Bank in Faribault and Owatonna is the bank that makes you and your family or business feel secure in the financial world. If a change is needed, see the banking professionals at First United Bank. The bank that just makes sense. Member FDIC. Two-zero, Hibbing Chisholm with the lead as we get set for the second period. Here are the notes from Let's Play Hockey. Their capsule look at the Section 1A teams. Faribault Falcons, a member of Section 1A. The Albert Lee Tigers as we go in alphabetical order as the Let's Play Hockey roundup has it. Albert Lee, a 19-win season a season ago. They return a number of players, including Eli Ferris, who had 14 goals a season ago. They also bring back some experience in goal. The Austin Packers only won four games last season. They just beat Faribault last night. Austin will be looking to rely on young players. Dodge County has uh, Lundvingson at 52 points from a season ago and Funk at 49. So that's a combo platter of over 100 points returning for the Dodge County Wildcats, who were 16 and 10 a season ago. Uh, the Faribault Falcons were 12 and 14 last season. Faribault does return the bulk of their scoring. Three of their top four scorers are back, although they're just not a real deep team. Faribault only has about 17 or 18 names on the roster, and three of them are scratched from today's game. So uh, the Falcons' uh, depth could become an issue, I suppose. 
LaCrescent returns a player who had 72 points a season ago. That's Wyatt Farrell, 52 goals and 20 assists. Wow, they were 18-8, and eight, by the way, LaCrescent a season ago. The Northfield Raiders, who won the section and I think went 0-2 at state, Cam Kaiser, 66 points last season. Geiger had 58, and Cashin had 42. Frank with 31. So Northfield is returning some uh, scoring potential. As scoring proven, uh, proven scoring make that. Uh, The Red Wing Wingers, they only won one game last season, and they are a more experienced team in 23-24 after being a young team last season. And Rochester Lourdes, who was 10 and 17 a season ago. Actually, it's not the end of the list. Goes on to the next page. Uh, Rochester Lourdes will bring back a number of their players from last season. And then we move on to the Wasika Blue Jays. Wasika will be looking to rely on their top returning forwards to fill a void that was created by losing their top couple of forwards. Wasika was 10 and 15 a season ago. And Winona. They returned Tice Larson, who had a 65-point season the last season, and returned some players. So it does seem like one of the themes in Section 1A is a number of teams with returning players. A big question will be, is Northfield able to maintain the perch atop the section, 23-7 and a season ago, or might a team like Dodge County with a couple of big-time scorers or some other team jump out of the pack and catch the Raiders. We'll take a look at Section 7A at second intermission. In addition to hear from Coach Rewerts at second intermission, we're underway with play in the second period. Having Chisholm Blue Jackets going from left to right there in the dark blue uniforms with the gray or silver accents. Farewell Falcons in white with some green, green numbers and uh, green shoulders and the black breezers. 2-0 Blue Jackets with the lead. McHugh throws it along the back wall, looking for Edmonds to start a breakout. Puck got tied up in the feet of the linesman. Back and forth across the blue line, and Hibbing works out of their own zone. Puck fired in deep by Stossel off a loose puck. Fired it deep into the Hibbing-Chisholm zone. Blue Jackets breakout intercepted by Fairbo. Lineman throws it rink-wide. Dashing after it is Stossel. He'll backhand it into the corner. Opening minute has all been in the hibbing Chisholm zone. Now the puck is launched down the ice, fluttering on edge. It won't have enough on it for icing. Stossel is back on it. He'll backhand it forward to Lineman. Blue Jackets working on a change on the fly as Faribault shoots the puck into the zone, but they don't have any support right on it, and it allows Campsilus to skate behind his net and start it forward. Blue Jackets come through center. Ahead of steam on the part of Sunval. Hammered into the back wall. That's going to draw a penalty as Sunval lies on the ice. Crumbled up. He is moving as he rolls over onto his back and now is starting to get up onto all fours. But he's not getting up just yet. He has been moving around a bit. So the uh, conversation here between a couple of officials on what this penalty will be as Sunball got hammered hard into the back wall. It'll be the second penalty of the game. First on Faribault, it comes at 1.14 of the second period. And the Hibbing player continues to uh, lie on the ice. One of the coaches has gone out to tend to him. He is moving around and, and, and getting up to his knees right now. So he is totally mobile. 
on his feet, shaken up, looking around, said, where'd my stick go? He knew he was missing something. And he's working his legs quite well, it appears. As he slowly comes back to the bench, shakes his head around a little bit. And we're going to get an announcement on what the penalty is here momentarily. Coach Schmitz wants to talk to the official for a moment here as well. Upcoming Faribault games include the girls' basketball game on Tuesday. Boys hockey against Mankato East next Thursday the 7th. Girls basketball at Red Wing on Saturday, December 16th. And boys basketball, so that'll be a basketball doubleheader on the 16th on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Faribault at Red Wing. Five-minute major. A five-minute major is on the board against Anderson. Five-minute penalty means that should Hibbing Chisholm score with the man advantage, they would continue for the full five minutes. And we'll catch the announcement on just what the penalty has been called. But Hibbing Chisholm goes on their first power play effort of the evening, already leading the game 2-0. I believe he said boarding. So if... Yeah, five minutes for boarding. I didn't catch all the rest of the announcement, but the basic uh, bottom line is five minutes for boarding. Hibbing Chisholm loses the zone, but they've got time. They fire it right back into the blue line. Hart puts a lick on a player, and that allows Faribault to clear the zone once again. Skating in is uh, Strukel. Passes it across the top of the zone. Spinning, driving it in uh, deeper was uh, Swanson. Now back to Swanson at the left half wall. Early second period, five-minute power play for Hibbing. Leading 2-0 over Fairbo. To the middle of the ice. Strukel swings it right side. Top of the circle there is Elsner. He goes cross ice. And then uh, pass across is knocked down by a sprawling Falcon. Hibbing Chisholm with the puck behind the net. Pass Elsner. Elsner at the dot. Lost it. Fighting his way out is uh, Kunze, and he draws a penalty. Kunze skates in. Can't get off the shot, but once Hibbing Chisholm gets to that puck, there's going to be the two-minute penalty on the Blue Jackets, and it is a, a, a slash that goes on Hibbing Chisholm. And that is going to negate two minutes of the five-minute major. I believe 19 has been called on that. That would be Elsner. Second period, penalty Hibbing. Time on the penalty, 2 minutes 36 seconds. And a slash makes it a 4-on-4 situation for the next two minutes. Faceoff is deep in the Blue Jackets zone after the penalty being called on Hibbing Chisholm. McHugh with Lineman on him. Now Lineman walks off the wall. He shoots. Oh, nice save by Lamphere. As Lineman was coming in from the left side, the inner rim of that left circle. So another offensive zone faceoff for the Falcons. Redding takes the draw. 
And the loose puck picked up by the Blue Jackets. Flying ahead with it is Kempsela. Kempsela right side, low circle. Oh, cutting to the front of the net was Edmonds. They didn't quite connect on the pass. Transition now for the Falcons. It's Redding through center ice. He gets overwhelmed by the Blue Jackets and the puck stolen away by Edmonds. Edmonds fires it down the ice and this, uh, yep, this will be icing. Icing certainly in effect four on four for another minute 26 early on here in this second period. Hibbing Chisholm. Let's see. After the game at Mankato East tomorrow at two. Duluth Denfeld comes into the Hibbing Memorial Arena next Tuesday. That will be on KQ North 106.3. Steve Carlson on the call. Tuesday night, boys hockey on the radio. Blue Jackets behind their own net. Angle that one out through center ice. That floats down. This could be icing again. It will. So some further schedule notes about Hibbing and those rare home games that they have. So next Tuesday, Duluth Denfeld. And then Totino Grace rolls in on the ninth. Games at Greenway, at Proctor, at Cambridge Isanti. And then another Twin Cities trip to play at the Schwann Super Rink against Breck to start up a holiday tournament on December 26th. A lot of trips from the Iron Range for the Blue Jackets. To the blue line, a shot into the glove of Lamphere. Rising shot triggered at the blue line by Stossel. Ben Stossel, big defenseman for the Faribault Falcons. I don't have the grades for Faribault on any of the rosters that I found. And I guess even the roster that they provided us here at the arena tonight, which isn't always a guarantee you're going to get a roster when you come to one of these games. I don't think that had grades listed either. So for the Faribault Falcons, I'm not certain. Did not have a chance to look back at last year's roster for the players that do return and what grades they are in. But we know they're a veteran team. Hibbing Chisholm, kind of a younger team. In the Faribault zone right now, kept on the perimeter are the Blue Jackets. There's a shot, a deflection that goes into Boyd. Puck still loose, apparently, taken around the back of the net by the Blue Jackets. Moved over to McDonald. He swings it over to the left side. There's a shot, and Boyd going one way, a flurry in front. A flurry rotates around to the back, and the puck cleared to the corner. Dustin Boyd has been flopping around a little bit here with a lot of action right in front of him after he sprawls one way, then looks the other and then I think the net is just too far off of its base at this point. At one point, Boyd was trying to drag it back into position, but then it continued to drift, and the official blew the whistle. 11 seconds to go on the penalty time on Elsner for Hibbing Chisholm, Then they'll be back to full strength, and they'll be able to continue on the major penalty and continue on the power play on the major penalty that was called on Anderson of the Falcons. Hibbing Chisholm in the offensive zone. Here's McHugh with a drive. That might have hit the far post. And it banks all the way out to center ice. Flying toward it is Lineman, but just getting there in time uh, was a member of the Blue Jackets to prevent maybe a two-on-0 opportunity. And Hibbing Chisholm now is back on the power play. And they take it through center ice and are into the zone. Galley centers. That comes through the middle of the crease out to the blue line and Strukel. And there's a whistle, a stoppage of play, and I guess it's going to be Hibbing in the, in the crease. Hibbing in the crease is what's being called. They will send this face-off out beyond the blue line. 
Five minutes into the second period, 2-0 our score. Goals by Galley and Struckel in the first period for Hibbing Chisholm is the scoring on the night. 17-7 are shots on goal. Minute 16 to go on the penalty time on Anderson. On the faceoff, Elsner versus Wazlowski. It's one by Elsner and the Blue Jackets. Tic-tac passing, gets away from Elsner there finally, though. A loose puck. They do maintain possession in the offensive zone. Fed forward, and the Hibbing player lost his footing as he was skating backward and uh, just lost the puck. Shot down the ice by Ferbo. Regained by the Blue Jackets behind their own goal with 50 seconds left on the power play. Strukel, the freshman on defense, takes it through center ice. Gets sidetracked, battered into the zone by Elsner. Blue Jackets just got onside. And Strukel. Feeds it over left side. There's a pass for Elsner that uh, eludes his stick, goes to the corner. Galley working along the back wall. Pass to the half wall. Tough angle try. The puck in the crease. An early whistle after the puck popped out of the glove of Boyd in his effort to freeze it. It did pop out of his glove. The whistle was a bit quick, but the whistle means play stops. And with 28 seconds to go on the power play and 11-13 in the second period, Right offensive circle for the Blue Jackets and Kampsula uh, 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 taking the faceoff. And he wins the faceoff back to Elsner. Elsner, backhand pass to Strukel. Swings it all the way to the left circle. A shot deflected back into the corner. That shot was taken by, might be McHugh. I don't know if that's McHugh or not. Skating in, dropping it off for Strukel. Swung over to the right side for Elsner. Elsner with five seconds on the power play. Strukel, spinorama back pass. Elsner chases it into the corner. Simon is there for the Falcons as Fairbo is back to full strength. They kill off the penalty, keeping in mind that two minutes of it was four on four due to the penalty on Elsner. Blue Jackets are still in the offensive zone, however, being kept on the perimeter. Here's Strukel with a drive that's deflected up and out of play. And we've got a roughing. Roughing penalty has just been issued. Two for roughing on Fairbos Wozlowski. Wozlowski into the box, and as I have it, this will be the third power play chance for Hibbing. And this comes at 6.31, this penalty. Hibbing Chisholm on the power play. Pass, right side Edmonds, trying to backhand, knocked down by Simon. Edmonds again with the puck. Feeds it out top to Sunval. Shot, save, rebound, cleared forward. Sunval, he's the one who got hammered along the back wall. Good to see him back on the ice, and we did see him get back to his feet. There's a shot by Edmonds that goes off the body of uh, Simon. Back out top to Strukel. Strukel wrists it. Oh, he hit his own man. His own man, Kampsala, and that hurt. That hurt. Kampsala comes limping back to the bench after getting in the way of his own teammate's shot. And now an offside whistle against Faribault will uh, stop play and bring a face off just outside the Hibbing Chisholm line. It was a hard shot. It got on the inner leg, it appeared, of Kampsala, and then he came limping over to the bench. Mighty 920, KDHL, Faribault, Minnesota, 97.9 FM, and KQ North, 106.3. Hibbing, Minnesota. Roy Koenig on the coverage here today. Dual coverage. 
of the Fairbill Falcons and Hibbing Chisholm Blue Jackets on a Friday night. Friday night hockey doesn't get any better than this. Elsner with a nice uh, little drag play shot and a big save by Boyd to keep the Falcons within 2-0. That was a good play on both ends. Lineman gets to the other end of the ice quickly, not able to penetrate all the way through to deal with netminder Lamphere. Hibbing Chisholm in transition now back the other way. Swanson, he drops it off. And skating into the zone is Strukel, setting up shop at the blue line. This is still a power play for the Blue Jackets. Strukel comes across the top of the left circle, fires a wrister. This time his puck hit a player on the other side, Stossel. And the puck is banked over the far wall. Into the corner, Galley, who has one of the Hibbing Chisholm goals, feeds the blue line, gets it back. Galley backhands it out to Strukel. He swings this one over to, I think that's Swanson. His number's bunched up. Elsner with a good look. Shot, loose puck, pounded away. The rebound cleared away by Stossel. Great play by Stossel to prevent any Blue Jacket from getting onto that loose puck. Only five seconds to go in the power play for the Blue Jackets. They will try one more time. Hustling up the ice is Elsner. The sophomore skates in, trying to weave through two defenders. Lost the edge, lost the puck. Faribault back to full strength. The puck is still in the Falcon defensive end, however. Going to the right dot. Looking, Elsner steps around a man, gets in close. Kick save made by Boyd, knocking it into the corner. Shots are 22-7. Hibbing Chisholm leads 2-0. There's a one-timer by Edmonds. That hit Hart. Edmonds picks it up again and floats it just over the crossbar and past the right ear of Boyd in goal. Eight minutes to play second period. 2-0 Blue Jackets. Banked out toward the blue line. Hibbing Chisholm has swarmed this period. In the period, shots are 8-2 and 23-7 overall in the game. Anderson for the Falcons, able to tap it down the ice. Does not want to get an icing. Back for it are the Blue Jackets. Backhanded over to Edmonds. Edmonds hard around the far corner. And in fact, this is going to go all the way down the ice. No icing here. And back for it defensively is Simon. Hibbing Chisholm, too many numbers in the corner. Come away with it. Here's Edmonds with a try. That one is blocked. That shot is blocked by uh, Anderson with his stick. Anderson now on a breakout try, didn't get enough on it with the same stick. And now Anderson gets another opportunity. He will lift this one down the ice. I don't think this is enough for icing. And I am wrong. I am wrong. Yes, I can say that a lot. At second intermission, an interview with Coach Rewerts, uh, Rewerts for the Hibbing Chisholm Blue Jackets, as well as the Let's Play Hockey analysis of Section 7A where the no-doubt favorite coming into the season is Hermantown. And Coach Rewerts will tell us the same thing in the intermission interview. Hermantown ended up uh, third at state last season. Montemedi, state champion, beating Warroad. Here's an opportunity, a deflection on net, and Boyd makes a real big save. Nice deflection on night by Campsala. He's the one that just limped off the ice what feels like a minute ago. But Campsala already back out there. Great uh, pass from the corner and then the redirection on net. But Boyd was there for the test. Faribault wins this faceoff, clears it over to the weak side. McHugh pinches in, pushes it along the back wall. And for the Falcons, Stossel 
And Faribault, good job breaking it out through the middle of the ice. Headman pass intended for Wozlowski. He slows down as he gains the offensive zone. And the Blue Jackets knock it back out to center. Stossel in a bit of a duel just outside the Faribault blue line. Goes off the glove of Kampsala. He gets through two defenders, but he picks up the puck in the corner. Had already passed any shooting angle by the time he got it. Gabardi tries to step out front with it. He'll feed the point McHugh. Point to point. That slipped away from Sunval, but he gets back to it. And then as he drove it into the zone, it is fired down the ice by Stossel. And that would be no icing on that one. And then it was stopped by the uh, goaltender, Lamphere, anyway. All the way down, trying to catch the Falcons on a change. Hibbing Chisholm is in. Drop, shot, wide. That shot, by the way, was taken by Galley, who had the opening goal. At the other end of the ice, a Faribault shot is knocked to the back wall. And now Hibbing Chisholm in transition back the other way. Pass was a little bit behind the intended player. And the Blue Jackets have to rally to regain possession at center ice. Blue line to blue line. The Blue Jackets into the zone. And a rising shot is gloved and held onto by Dustin Boyd. And there's a big group of Faribault students that are sitting in the corner that uh, just applauded that play by their classmate on a nice save on a rising shot. That shot would have been offline. I don't think it was on net. But Hibbing Chisholm gets into a mode sometimes where they are buzzing and this slows down that momentum. Rewerts will take the draw against Kunze. Hibbing Chisholm gets the better of it. A shot, a save, the loose puck in the slot, knocked forward by Hart, and the Falcons are out of the zone, and there'll be no icing on this one as that one was going into the crease. So Gavin Lamphere has to put his stick on it. He does elect to freeze the puck, in fact, and bring a faceoff in his zone with 5.15 to play second period. The score remains 2-0, Hibbing Chisholm. That was the score after one, and that's the score with 5.15 remaining in the second period. Faceoff in the defensive zone for the Blue Jackets. They win the draw, but not able to clear it out. Strukel, who had the second goal of the game, puck is forward now to Schweiberger. He drops it back for, uh, drops it back for Edmonds, but then it's lost. Anderson scrambles after it for the Falcons, but Edmonds takes it to the side wall and then through neutral. Edmonds getting hassled as he skates into the zone, spinning. He tried to do a backhand pass while spinning, but it went off a Falcon skate to the back wall behind the Ferbo netminder. And now uh, Simon lifts it ahead, but not out. Swinging at the puck was Gustafson for the Blue Jackets. Behind the uh, net is Simon for the Falcons. Faribault bottled up, but they're keeping any opportunities on the perimeter at this point. A lot of play right behind the net as Boyd slides from one goal post to the other. Ahead, but not out. McHugh for the Blue Jackets, lost the handle on it. And Faribault's going to get a breakaway. Anderson skates in on the right side. He's got to hurry. His shot, the save by Lamphere. Hibbing player or two had an angle on him. It was not a clean breakaway in the sense that Anderson was not able to deke. He was limited to going up the right wing side and snapping off a shot from there. Lamphere able to make the save. Faribault needing a little something to get back into it. Shot total is heavily in Hibbing's favor. It's a 2-0 lead for the Blue Jackets. Taking the draw is Linneman. Offensive zone faceoff. Gabardi lines up on the other side. Linneman wins the faceoff, pounds it to the back wall, chases after it. Faribault keeps it in deep until McHugh backhands it, lobbing it out to center ice. Turning it the other way, Redding. Redding getting it forward for Wozlowski, right below the broadcast booth. Loose puck flung into the zone by Kampsala. 
Taken from around the crease area by Stossel to the corner. And Faribault able to clear it out. Hibbing Chisholm back on it. McDonald in his own zone with 3.45 to go second period. 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm. McHugh, rink wide. Missed everybody. That'll be an icing whistle against the Blue Jackets. Faribault Falcons rallied. I shouldn't say rallied. I should say they got a big lead yesterday against Austin. Packers came back to win 6-5 in overtime. Faribault will host Fairmont on Tuesday. Hibbing Chisholm is already four, now five games into their season. Most recently, a 4-3 loss to Cloquet Carlton. And tomorrow, a 2 p.m. varsity start at Mankato East. Blue Jackets win the faceoff in their zone. Bank it down the ice. Skating after it is Galley. Centers it, but his player was a bit handcuffed and back-checked and not able to do anything. In the corner, Stossel lifts that one off glass and out to center. Taken by Strukel. Waits for everybody to get onside. Tries to skate back into the zone. Goodwin gets a piece of it to keep it wide. Hibbing Chisholm still in the zone in the slot area. Knocked to the near wall. Ilsner keeps uh, control in the zone. There's a shot that trickles wide. Shot was taken by Strukel. Back to him on a pass from Sunvall. Not able to get anything through that time. Chance for the Falcons. Amundsen clears it out. Flying forward is Kunze. Kunze is in, looking two on one. Shot! Save! Lamphere going for the low right corner on a quick shot snapped off by Tommy Kunze. And the save was made by Lamphere. Kunze had 12 goals and 10 assists last season. It was the third leading scorer. Logan Perutka, by the way, second leading scorer. He's out of the game tonight. Nick Archambeau is missing the game tonight, as is Parker Morrow. All of those players had points last season, most certainly. And Faribault Falcons down a few players in today's game. Leading scorer last season was Linneman with 40 points on 12 goals and 28 assists. Linneman, I think he was the leading scorer for the team in uh, 21-22 as well, as well as 22-23. Two and a half to go in the second period. Still 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm. Coming through center ice of the Falcons. That's Linneman flying in left side. McHugh has the angle on him. And Linneman can't do much with the puck and lost it around the back of the net. Blue Jackets tip it through center. The Falcons, Simon picks it up at his line. Goes cross ice with it to Hart. Hart up the uh, far boards. Loses it. And the puck is into the Faribault end. And the puck is into the student section. Under two minutes to play, second period. Yeah, I made the comment earlier, Friday night hockey. You don't get a lot of that. A lot of Thursday hockey, a lot of Saturday hockey, Tuesday hockey. But Friday hockey is uh, pretty cool. Friday night indoor lights as it works out. And the faceoff deep in the Fairbow zone. Right away on net. Boyd turns it aside. Puck around the back of the net. Pinching in is McDonald. Nice round of applause from the Fairbow fans once again when their Falcons do something well in the defensive zone. Here comes Anderson on the left wing. Anderson for Fairbow fires it in, rims it around. Player two, it looks to be Gabardi. This would be Joey Gabardi, the freshman. There's also Jack Gabardi, the senior. I haven't seen Joey on the ice a whole ton but he's out there right now for the Blue Jackets. 
There's a pass that goes toward um, Gabardi, the elder Gabardi. He's able to deflect it through center ice. Hibbing Chisholm is in, and that one drifts in on Boyd. Closest play there for it was Joey Gabardi, but by the time he separated himself from the Falcon defenseman, Boyd had frozen the puck for a faceoff. But Joey Gabardi getting the opportunity here on the on the varsity level as well. No points on the season yet for the freshman forward. 113 to go, second period. Coach Rewerts comes up at second intermission along with an analysis of Section 7A from Let's Play Hockey's Hockey Preview. On the draw in the offensive zone, Hibbing Chisholm. McHugh pounds it in deep from his spot at the point. Picked up by Stossel for the Falcons. Ahead to the blue line, trying to work it out was Amundsen, couldn't quite. Goodwin behind his own net with one minute to go in the period. Hibbing Chisholm regains control in the offensive end. Out to McHugh. His shot deflected in front goes over the cage and bangs off the back glass. Elsner on the far wing gets hammered down hard, and the fans appreciate that. No penalty on it. Just a good clean check knocking him down to the ice. Hibbing Chisholm still with the puck. A play in front. Boyd goes sprawling on the ice. Totally sprawling, but he got bailed out by Stossel, who was able to carry it out of the zone. Now Kunze spins at center, skates in, right side, slowed down by Edmonds on the back check. Oh, and a big hit, knocking down Kunze. He got hammered, I believe, by Elsner at the other end of the ice, a bit of a breakaway, and it goes high. Getting that opportunity for the Blue Jackets was Edmonds. Kept in the zone, McHugh, the save, and the puck trickles just wide of the near post as it bounced through the crease with five seconds to go in the second period. McHugh from the point, and the period will come to an end. Had some excitement at both ends of the ice in the closing uh, action there of this second period. Neither team scored, but doesn't mean there wasn't plenty to see in here. 12 shots on net for Hibbing Chisholm for a two-period total of 27. Five shots on net for the Faribault Falcons for a two-period total of 10 shots on goal. No scoring in the second period. The only scoring in this game has come in the first period. Galley from Elsner and Edmonds and Strukel from Jerkovic. And the penalties in the game, McHugh for a high stick, Anderson five minutes for boarding, Elsner for a slash, and Wozlowski for a rough. Power plays, Hibbing Chisholm 0 for 3, Faribault 0 for 1 on the power play here at this point of the game. 2-0 is your score with Hibbing Chisholm out in front of the Faribault Falcons. We get into our second intermission report, which will include an interview from the Blue Jackets side and a look at that Section 7A and what this winter might look like up north in the battle for the trip to go to the X in March. We'll take a 90-second break on the Mighty 920 KDHL and KQ North 106.3 back in 90 seconds. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Faribault Foods has been a pillar of the Faribault community since 1895. As a leading manufacturer of high-quality canned foods that are dedicated to providing wholesome and delicious recipe-ready food. Keep your pantry stocked with canned beans and vegetables for easy meals at your fingertips. 
Use Mrs. Grimes beans in your favorite soups, chilies, or tacos, and butter kernel vegetables as a side dish that your family will love. For more meal inspiration, visit MrsGrimesBeans.com or ButterKernel.com. Does your current bank have your best interest in you? Are they having to flip a coin on your financial decisions? Why not bank with a bank that makes total sense? First United Bank in Faribault and Owatonna is the bank that makes you and your family or business feel secure in the financial world. If a change is needed, see the banking professionals at First United Bank. The bank that just makes sense. Member FDIC. Through two periods, it is 2-0. Hibbing Chisholm with the lead here at the Faribault Falcons. Roy Koenig on the coverage on the Mighty 920 and on KQ North 106.3. Fun to be able to uh, provide coverage in uh, this sort of manner for visiting teams. Used to be done. Maybe it still is done a lot in radio. Used to be a, a big part of covering uh, teams on the road for a certain stations. And fun to be able to do this for you folks up north. And through the magic of uh, online listening, of course, people listening from all parts of the country and all parts of the world in all likelihood. But uh, great to be bringing you the action. Exciting game, even though the shot total is very heavily in Hibbing Chisholm's favor at 27 to 10. 27 to 10, but it's a 2-0 lead. And Fairbow had that opportunity, a little breakaway by Anderson not too long ago. Just one play can certainly swing momentum in a big way and we've got 17 minutes of regulation hockey yet to play right now let's catch up with coach rewards for hibbing chisholm and get some thoughts on a road trip and what the season looks to be like here for the blue jackets well first of all coach the idea of a trip south is not new it seems like you guys have tied into rochester mayo maybe in the past if i recall but here you are in Faribault. Uh, talk about making a road trip early in the season. Yeah, it's our second one already. We were down at the trio rink last uh, weekend. Um, so this season, we'll, we only have like eight or nine home games. So uh, we're going to be the road warriors. And what, uh, how do you spin that to a positive or good? get good value out of going on the road for a long bus trip. Yeah, we have a really young team this year, and it's a good opportunity for everybody to kind of get to understand what high school hockey is all about, and the traveling portion of it, and it's a good chance for us to just kind of bond as a group. And uh, the connection here to coming to Faribault today, and I think the varsity plays in Mankato East tomorrow. I know the JB maybe is doing some different things. Any special connections with these two uh, towns or teams? Uh, no, just trying to change up the schedule a little bit this year. We've been going to wrap Rochester and Red Wing. Um, we, uh, we were able to get uh, Rochester wanted to play again. Red Wing didn't, so uh, we made the decision that let's uh, pick two different teams this year. You mentioned young team. I think you graduated a number of seniors off last season's team. What are you learning about your club early on? Uh, yeah, just playing the game the right way. You know, playing all three zones. Uh, they're young. We've got a lot of skill up front. Um, I like our, our defense, uh, blue line, and uh, you know, we lost a lot of seniors last year, so Right now, it's just uh, trying to learn how to play the game at the high school level. What do those younger players need to learn? Um, just how to play 200-foot game. You know, good D zone. Uh, you got to be able to lock teams down and then create offense off, you know, out of good defense. And right now, it's just a learning process for us. 
Who do you peg as your leaders, captains, some veterans that you'll help the guys can rely on? Well, in the back end, we've got Edmonds and McHugh. They're both seniors. And up front, we got Jack Gabardi, and those are the guys we lean on um, day, day in and day out to uh, you know show the leadership we need and, and to play at that pace that we're looking for. Overall, your schedule is filled with ranked teams, it seems. How do you like your schedule? Well, I like our schedule. You know, I think we started off really tough. We had Grand Rapids. We got to see Northfield. Uh, we had Cole K the other night. Um, now we take another trip down to the cities where we're playing teams that we're not familiar with. So that's a good opportunity, too, just to learn a little bit about our team. Um, so I, I like our schedule this year. I wish we had a few more home games, but uh, I'm excited about the season. And, and I guess that can be kind of tough. Don't we have, did you say, eight or nine home games? Yes, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we lost our holiday tournament this year. We had some teams that pulled out. So uh, we decided to go heading down to Blaine here uh, over Christmas break. So... Uh, you know, just getting to see a lot of different teams you haven't seen in the past. So when those home games come around, fans better pack the place. We, we sure hope so. <laughs> um, when you look at the uh, conference, uh, early in the season here, but just to portray out a little bit, uh, conference, section, favorites, who do you look at? Uh, right now in our section, it's Hermantown, of course. Uh, they're, you know, they've been to the state tournament, uh, I don't know how many years in a row now, but... Uh, you know, like I said, I think uh, Cole K's got a really nice team. Proctor's got a really nice team. We we have a nice team. So I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, end-of-the-season section played out. And when it comes to a game against Faribault, what are you thinking about against the Falcons? Uh, we just want to play our game. You know, we, we've got to get back to playing the game the way we need to, which, like I had mentioned, is 200 feet. We need to lap teams down to the neutral zone and, and create our offense off of playing good defense. And, you know, that's going to be our focus this weekend is just playing the game the way we need to. And besides hockey, uh, I don't know if there's any time for sightseeing or anything of that sort, or do you keep the boys just totally focused on hockey, or do they get a little bit of uh, something outside the rink to do, too? Well, this this trip is a short one, so we didn't have a lot of opportunity. We did slap down in Forest Lake, let the boys stretch a little bit, get some, you know, some food in, but this stretch is going to be about business this weekend. Probably an afternoon game in Mankato, I imagine? Yeah, noon and two. Yeah. All right. That does make it for a pretty quick yeah. turnaround. Well, uh, and, all right. Glad you made it down. Weather seems real good, and uh, good luck here in the southern part of the state. Uh, thank you very much. All right, Coach Rewerts right there. And, yeah, I guess it is pretty quick. I assume they drove down today. And then we have an afternoon game tomorrow in Mankato, which is, I think, maybe an hour from here or so. I never drive from Faribault to Mankato. I drive from a lot of other places around here, but specifically from Faribault to Mankato. So maybe an hour drive to Mankato. I presume they'd stay in Mankato tonight and then uh, play early game tomorrow. JV at 10, varsity, or no, noon and two, I think he said, were the times for those games tomorrow. Uh, but then right back aboard the bus and heading on north. Uh, the Next home game for Hibbing Chisholm comes up on Tuesday. Duluth-Denfeld rolls in. That's on 106.3 FM. And then on the 9th, it's Totino Grace. And uh, there won't be another home game outside of those two on the 5th and the 9th of December until Greenway on January 4th. So that idea of not a lot of home games, uh, got to appreciate the times you can catch them in person. And otherwise, times like this, able to listen along on the radio on KQ North courtesy of the Mighty 920 KDHL in Faribault. We'll go ahead and take another break at second intermission and come back with the uh, uh, sneak peek at Section 7A. It's 2-0 Hibbing over Faribault. 2-0 Blue Jackets through two periods of hockey. And we'll pause for 90 seconds and be back right after this. 
Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too, so you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Faribault Foods has been a pillar of the Faribault community since 1895. As a leading manufacturer of high-quality canned foods that are dedicated to providing wholesome and delicious recipe-ready food. Keep your pantry stocked with canned beans and vegetables for easy meals at your fingertips. Use Mrs. Grimes' beans in your favorite soups, chilies, or tacos, and butter kernel vegetables as a side dish that your family will love. For more meal inspiration, visit MrsGrimesBeans.com or ButterKernel.com. Two-zero Hibbing Chisholm leading over Faribault Falcons. 7A. Section 7A in uh, alphabetical order from Let's Play Hockey. Cloquet Esco Carlton, 16-9-1 a season ago. Lumberjacks bringing back their uh, top defensemen, two or three top defensemen, and all their goalies who got to play last season are back. That's the story with the Lumberjacks. Ely Northeast Range. 8 and 18 a season ago. They've got a number of players back from last season, including their top scorers, Richards and Marolt, who both scored over 35 points. The Raiders of Greenway. 8 and 19 a season ago. They graduated their top five scorers, but they do have a healthy number of seniors out on the team. As far as Hermantown goes, uh, 27-3-1, third place at state a season ago, two seasons removed from a state championship in 2022. Answering the question of how many years they've gone in a row, well, 2020, 21, 22, and 23, they had a blip there in 19 where they didn't make it. Uh, Greenway went in 19, 2019. As far as the Hawks go, they graduate three of their top five scorers from last season. But that means they bring back a couple of their top scorers as well. Hibbing Chisholm, a record of 16-9-1 last season. Hibbing Chisholm did graduate quite a bit, as Let's Play Hockey states it, a somewhat of a rebuilding year potentially. After graduating 11 seniors and the top five or six scorers, plus their starting goalie. So... A young team, but a team that's had a ton of success at the youth levels with a Bantam State Championship last winter and success at the Pee Wee level as well, as Coach Rewerts talked about during our interview. International Falls, 13-14 record a season ago. They graduated all but one of their top five scorers. Moose Lake, 
They returned a number of players from 2022-23. They did graduate four of their top five scorers, however, and they were just 5-19 and 19 a season ago. And the Storm of the North Shore, they do have good experience bringing back their top five scorers and their starting goalie, a 6-18-1 record a season ago. But can anybody knock down Hermantown? That'll be the question at the end of the winter. Just as the feeling in Section 1A is that Northfield is probably the team to beat. But there will be other suitors that give it a go. Hermantown rated number two in the most recent poll, East Grand Forks. Number one, Monomedi, last year's champ, coming in at number three. War Road, runner-up, they come in at number five. Northfield is rated sixth. Hibbing Chisholm, number 10 on the most recent Let's Play Hockey poll. Cloquet Carlton, number 13. Proctor, number 15. Dodge County, number 17 out of Section 1. Mankato East is receiving votes, and the Blue Jackets get to see the Cougars tomorrow. Here we go, period number three. It's 2-0, Hibbing Chisholm, and we are underway with the third period. Five-on-five hockey. Icing is going to give us a whistle here right away. Hockey Day Minnesota will be up in War Road this year. And I know they announced it for Shakopee, I say this year, this winter, 2024. And I think the announcement for Shakopee was 2025, right? Valley Fair? I think they usually are one year ahead on the announcements on those. So that was uh, big news a few weeks ago. There's a shot from a tough angle snapped off by Christian Edmonds of the Blue Jackets. It sailed, banged off the corner glass out to center, driven back into the zone by Hibbing. Skating along the back of the uh, back wall is Gabardi. This would be the younger Gabardi. Stossel trying to pull it free for the Falcons. He's got a size advantage, but Gabardi able to get it out. And he uh, passed it to the point. Edmonds misfired on it. And then McHugh has to scramble back through center as the Blue Jackets maintain possession. But they did lose it out of the Faribault zone. Edmonds skates in two on two. Pass across an open look. A shot, a great save by Boyd. As Kampsala was coming in. Great pass across from Edmonds. Great shot, great save. Everybody did their job. And Boyd able to keep the puck out of the net. 2-0 remains a score in this opening minute of the third period. Boyd is going to need to stand on his head and wait for his boys to rally him back if Faribault is going to come from behind here. Falcons come through center. The pass intended for Kunze broken up as the back checker had his stick tied up of sorts. Passed out front by Anderson. Quick little opportunity for him. Blue Jackets then move out of the zone. Poke checked away. Kunze turns, dumps it in. Slowed down by Lamphere. He'll tap it over for Strukel. And the Blue Jackets work on the breakout. Minute and a half into the third period. 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm with the lead. We're at the Faribault Ice Arena. Rice County Fairgrounds. Southern Minnesota. Snapped off on a backhand by Kunze, deep in the zone, overskating the puck, however, that time with Strukel. And now a loose puck to the side. Lamphere figures he'd better reach out, freeze this one, because his team was just a little bit out of sorts. Be sure to say thanks to the sponsors. 
whether it's on the KDHL side or the KQ North 106.3 side, sponsors make possible. High school sports on the radio, not every community has that luxury, so be sure to say thanks this holiday season and all year long to the various sponsors. Caden Hart flings it into the zone after it momentarily came out. Blue Jackets defense plays catch along the back wall. Good job by Linneman to hold the zone. Now Hart working on it, but he loses that individual duel to uh, Schweiberger. And Hibbing Chisholm will work with the puck, although they do backtrack into their own zone to find the path forward. Tapped at center ice, no icing here. Skating after it is Simon behind his own net. And then taken around the back of the net by Gustafson for the Blue Jackets. Puts on the brakes at the right half wall. Backhand tap to uh, Schwe uh, Schweiberger as the two of them play a little catch in the deep corner. And then Gustafson works along the back wall. He'll bank this one out to McDonald. McDonald back to Gustafson, but the puck popped over his stick. Faribault had it for a moment as uh, Simon was trying to clear it forward. Simon fights for it along the back wall, and now Waslowski lead pass, headman for Red, uh, Redding, missed, and Lamphere decides he'd better freeze this one as it comes in on his left-hand side, and he puts down that blocker, that glove, I should say, on the puck to bring a face-off. Three minutes into the third, 2-0, Hibbing Chisholm still on top. Galley, 31 seconds in from Elsner and Edmonds, and Struckel at 12.39 on a rebound of a Jerkovic shot. Galley and Struckel on the two goals for the Blue Jackets. They lead 2-0. Shot total is 28-10 in favor of Hibbing Chisholm. Face off, the uh, Blue Jackets get control, clear it out of their zone through center ice. Skating into the zone was Gabardi, but I think that puck went off a stick onto the Faribault bench is what happened. <laughs> the officials are appealing to the bench to find the game puck as that fell onto the Faribault bench down to my left. Bleacher seating on one side here at the Faribault Ice Arena and some seating behind the goal that is the Faribault defensive side where there's some seating, actually some bleacher seats that do go up into the back end of the arena. A lot of fans like to stand behind the goal to watch the game. That's a fun place to watch a game from, but there's also seats back there. There's a shot from the point. It eludes everybody and Boyd and McHugh. Bladen McHugh, the senior defenseman, has his first goal of the season. It was just a bit of a laser from the right point, and now it is a 3-0 lead for the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets, McHugh from the point here in this third period at 3 minutes and 12 seconds for a 3-0 lead. Hibbing Chisholm cheerleaders get up to lead the uh, fan section that has made the trek from northern Minnesota to catch the action in person. And it is a 3-0 lead now for Hibbing Chisholm. Announcement of the goal by McHugh. 28. Struckel. And Gabardi, number four, Jack Gabardi are the assists on the goal by McHugh. Struckel and Gabardi, 3-0, Hibbing Chisholm. Shots are 29-10. A Falcon shot on net goes off Lamphere and deflects into the netting up behind him to bring a whistle with 13-14 to go in the period. 
Face off right offensive circle. Lindemann sliding in there for the Falcons and Jerkovic enters the fray for Hiving Chisholm. Face off. Falcons got the better of it. Knocked it deeper in the zone then backhanded by Edmonds around the corner but Faribault keeps it in the offensive zone. Hiving Chisholm comes away with it once again. Now Sunval with an opportunity. Strusel knocks it back in deeper. Close chance, and that slides on through. Redding was lining up a shot. Didn't get the trigger pulled right around the hash mark area before the puck was redirected into the corner. Blue Jackets work it up to the blue line. Not out yet, and now Hibbing Chisholm does clear it through center ice. No icing to come here. Back for it for the Falcons is Goodwin. Cole Goodwin, nice pass through to Wozleski. Looks like a two-on-one. Kunze skates in, gets around the defender, but the defender reaches with his stick. That Sunball still able to help break up the play even as uh, Kunze was skating around him. Hibbing Chisholm muscles it over the blue line and pushes it toward the Falcon blue line. Approaching the five-minute mark of the third period, 3-0 Blue Jackets. Simon, head of steam going in. And now a chance for Wozlowski, and that one goes wide. Picked up by Sunball on the backside. Clears to center, gets hip-checked off the puck by Amundsen. And still following through with it is Hibbing Chisholm with Schweiberger shooting it into the zone. Now here's a puck turned over, opportunity for Gabardi. Out to the point, Edmonds feeds it over to his right. A shot deflected on, a pad save, a pad save, a follow-up goal for Hibbing Chisholm. And this is going to be knocked in, it appears, by Jack Gabardi. Jack Gabardi makes it a 4-0 game. Third period, five minutes and 20 seconds. All the goals tonight for the Blue Jackets have been even strength. For Jack Gabardi, that's his second goal of the season. He had 14 points last season. Catching the announcement on the assists. Edmonds. Gabardi from Edmonds is how that one goes. 4-0 Hibbing Chisholm. There's 11 and a half minutes to go in this one. Falcons certainly kept themselves in it much of the way. 2-0 after two periods. You got to wonder if the short bench has anything to do with things. Faribault simply has a short bench. They have a short roster made shorter by three scratches from today's uh, for today's game as well. Behind Amundsen on that breakout, Blue Jackets gain it at center ice. McDonald, he skates around Anderson. McDonald gains the zone. He's got a player in the crease. McDonald in close. Backhand wrap around just misses. And I don't know if it was the shot that missed or whether Boyd actually got a piece of it. That's tough to control on a backhand wrap around. Good effort by Mason McDonald. He's a sophomore. A lot of youth on this Hibbing Chisholm team graduating off those Seniors from a season ago as the puck goes up into the netting. The Faribault defensive side, that'll draw the whistle with 10.27 to go in the third. Of course, our KDHL fans, actually fans anywhere, can check out the website. But for a lot of Gordy's coverage of the local sports, kdhlradio.com. 
Coach's Show, Saturday morning with Gordy as well, on the radio, online, on the app. Puck will be wrapped in deep on the attack of the Blue Jackets. Pass across the zone, knocked down. Fairboat triggers it out. Carrying it forward is uh, Redding. Redding slowed down around the Hibbing blue line, dumps it in. Lamphere slows it down behind his cage. Dumping it back in deep, Redding. Pass out front, and that shot by Kunze is saved into the corner. Pass out uh, front, and the uh, Blue Jackets move it away from the danger zone in front of their own goal. Get it down the ice. Swanson, left corner, good win on him. Comes out to Strukel. He fires it into the far corner. Around the back of the net is Edmonds. Strukel, pass behind, called for in front. Good breakup by Stossel. Still kept in the zone, though. Rink wide, bounces over the tape of Strukel. One-time effort by Gustafson as Strukel put it through the low slot. Gustafson just missed. Puck comes out of the zone. Blue Jackets backtrack on it. And with nine minutes to go in the third, they fire it into the Faribault end. Looking for Kunze on a breakout. A miss on the pass. Faribault will change up the lines as Hibbing works on a breakout of their zone with the clock moving below nine minutes. Going in, right side. That's Schweiberger. And he lost the puck. Gustafson has it. Gustafson tries to trigger it up the slot. Schweiberger taps it over. Sunball puts it in front. A wide open net. Gustafson couldn't quite get the swing on. It might have been Anderson that broke up that play on Faribault's behalf because the net was looking pretty open for Gustafson for a couple of heartbeats. McHugh dumps it along the back wall to uh, Sunball in his own zone. Effort to clear it out didn't work out. Chance for Anderson and the Falcons. A shot is gloved. Top of the slot, the shot was on, and the glove hand side, Lamb Fear snares that one, brings a whistle at the midway point of the third period, 8.22 remaining. Face off in the right offensive circle for the Falcons. Blue Jackets win the draw. Quick clear out. And then the pass ends up going behind uh, Gabardi, Joey Gabardi. The momentum still carries deep into the Falcon zone, however. And the Blue Jackets work on it in the corner. Feed it out to the point. Nice little move by McDonald to work along the wall. Put it in deep for Gabardi. And actually Gabardi and Gabardi working on it in the corner for the Blue Jackets. Little bit of a hook, and then a Hibbing player awkwardly goes into the boards. I don't think there's a penalty, even though the whistle, because the player is down, and that's, I well, it's Campsula who's down. He just sort of lost his footing. Again, there's no indication of a penalty. I did not see a player knock him into the boards. He somehow lost his footing and then just fell headlong into the boards. A couple of his teammates are by his side and they're going to help him to his feet, I believe. A coach has not come on to the ice just yet. Boy, it's been a tough day for Campsala. He's the one who was, as I recall it, he's the one who was in the way of a shot from one of his teammates and he took a hard shot off the inside of one of his legs and had to limp over to the bench. I don't believe there's any penalty here. 
stoppage of play with the injured player on the ice is certainly warranted. And maybe they'll face it off just outside the Faribault zone as a result. 7.45 remaining third period, 3-0. And actually, the puck was a little further up the ice, so I think they will move it further down the ice for the faceoff. The officials coming over to talk to the Faribault bench right now on the decision on where to have this faceoff. I don't know if Faribault felt it should be deeper further up the ice in the Hibbing zone, but they'll face it off just outside the Blue Jacket blue line. 7.45 to go third period, 4-0. Hibbing Chisholm has notched a pair of goals here in the third. McHugh and Jack Gabardi have each put the puck in the net. They join Galley and Struckel as the goal scorers, and it's 4-0. Hibbing Chisholm out shooting Faribault 32-12. Two goals in the first, no goals for either team in the second, and two here for Hibbing in the third. Blue Jackets knock it through center ice. Galley follows it in the zone, gets shouldered by Simon against the side wall. Elsner passes behind, out front, twisted around, is a Galley not able to pull the trigger in the hash mark area. Dumping it down the ice, Lineman. Back for it is Struckel for the Blue Jackets, reverses direction as he gets it ahead to Galley. Galley goes rink wide, and then it's lost at center ice there by Hibbing. Kunze will skate it down for Faribault. He and Elsner go dancing into the corner, twisting around with one another. They never did lose their feet. Neither had the puck, and there's no penalty to be called there either. Goodwin back in his own zone. Clearing it out was Lineman right onto the tape of Elsner of the Blue Jackets. Backhand blind pass is intercepted by Faribault at their blue line. Hart at the red line, works through center, gets into the zone. Caden Hart gets worked over by McHugh. Tough angle try, saved by Lamphere with 6.35 remaining in the third. Play high in the uh, Blue Jacket zone. They'll swing it over to the open side and work on the breakout that goes ahead to Jerkovic. He skates in, tries to get around Amundsen, follows the puck to the deep corner. Jerkovic feeds the blue line. McHugh quickly to Edmonds. Comes over, comes in. The wrister save off the right shoulder. Right arm of Boyd. Back across the zone. McHugh, whoops. He lost it out of the zone and broke his stick at the same time. So a broken stick and a whistle for an offside coming all at the same moment. And McHugh will collect the two pieces of his uh, (laughs) smirk on his face. Mom and dad might not have same smirk with a broken stick to be dealt with, but off to the bench he goes. 6-11 to go, 4-0 Hibbing. On to Mankato East tomorrow for the Blue Jackets. Noon and 2, I believe, are the times mentioned for JV and varsity. The JV playing tonight in Wasika. So a little bit of a scramble back and forth. I don't know if the, well, I'm assuming the JV kids would be picked up and be back here rather than have to wait around there for this game to be over. I assume it was an earlier start in Wasika than the seven o'clock start time here at the Faribault Ice Arena. Goodwin along the back wall, deep in his own zone. Cleared around Edmonds and Edmonds shot was blocked by Amundsen. Falcons clear, Blue Jackets dump it back in on a backhander by sophomore Ethan Sunvall. Sunball was slow to get up off of a hit along the boards earlier in the game, but 
was back in play sometime later and has seemingly played his regular shifts. Right behind the Fairbone net, getting a smack there is Gavardi. Falcons clear it down the ice. We'll have, not have icing on this play. Sunball is back for it for Hibbing. Five minutes to go, third period. There's a long pass stolen by Redding. Skates into the zone. Redding had two goals yesterday at Austin and a 6-5 overtime Fairbowl loss. Their first game of the season. Opportunity looking backdoor on a pass. They didn't quite make the connection. The Blue Jackets, good-looking play. Trying to finish it off at the end there was... Uh, Reworks and at the other end, a shot stolen by Lenneman. breaks the shutout. Lenneman skating in on the right side goes top shelf just over the left shoulder of Lamphere, and the shutout is broken. The Falcons are on the board as Oliver Lenneman, who scored two yesterday at Austin, had 40 points last season, gets the first goal of the night. It comes at 12.25 of the third period. And Fairbo's on the board. Lineman on the goal. And we'll catch the assists on this play. Oliver Lineman. An unassisted play. Ended up with 35 points two seasons ago, 2021-22, to lead the Falcons. And last season, 40 points to lead the Falcons. Certainly one of the veterans and those experienced players they'll be looking for to make a move up the Big Nine Conference standings. Oh, the hooking penalty. Ah. So Swanson was just called for a hook. So it's a power play for the Faribault Falcons, which would be their second power play of the game. Amundsen into the zone, sets it back to the blue line. Now Stossel feeds right side, shot from the right half wall by Redding, saved by Lamphere. Stossel barely keeps it onside, but he did. And now they lose it to the Blue Jackets, and it's triggered down the ice by Elsner. So Swanson is in the box for Hibbing. And I think it was Hook. Is that what we said? Third period. Not a lot of penalties in the game. There was the five-minute boarding on Anderson of the Falcons um, early in the second period. That was on the play where Sunball got smashed against the back wall. Uh, Sunball was able to get up and get himself off the ice after being down for a little bit. It was certainly an awkward hit, tough hit against the back wall that did result in the five-minute boarding. Otherwise, a series of minors, McHugh, Elsner, and now Swanson, and then Wozlowski of Faribault was also called on a minor. So not a penalty-filled game by any stretch. I think yesterday's game was a, a bit different where penalties were a problem and cost the Falcons a little bit. Sounds like they also had a lot of uh, opportunities on a power play yesterday at Austin in overtime. 19 shots during a five-minute power play, but didn't score, and then ultimately lost in overtime to the uh, Falcon to the uh, Packers last night, six to five, for their season opener. Home opener tonight. Hibbing Chisholm leading four to one with three minutes to go. Deep in the Fairbo zone, 
Gabardi is down there with Elsner. The shot that goes off a Faribault player in front. So it's a Faribault power play, but Hibbing Chisholm getting a little opportunity here shorthanded. Mankato East is up next for the Blue Jackets, and it's noon and two tomorrow at All Seasons Arena in Mankato. Years and years ago, MSU played their games there at All Seasons Arena. It's right next to the Minnesota State University campus, but of course they've got the cool arena downtown nowadays in Mankato. But it's a great arena for high school hockey, all seasons. Lindemann skates through center ice. He's got the goal for the Falcons. Weaves his way into the zone. A shot whistled wide. Two and a half to go in the game. 4-1 Hibbing. Falcons on the power play. Time running out on the power play. Hibbing Chisholm is back to full strength. And new on the ice. Skating into the zone. This is Swanson. A save by Boyd. Swanson jumped back on the ice. And right away got a little breakaway chance. But Boyd made a really nice save. Sprawls, full stretch, full splits, and Boyd able to stop the puck and freeze the puck with 2.19 remaining third period. 4-1 Hibbing on top. Faceoff will be in the left offensive circle for the Blue Jackets. It appears that uh, Jerkovic, the junior, who will slide in there to take the faceoff against Lineman. A quick word, Jerkovic to Sunball on the faceoff, but uh, Faribault wins it. Not quite able to clear it out of the zone. In close, Swanson pass across, backhand, try save by Boyd. Follow-up opportunity, goal for Hibbing. <laughs> Boyd made a great save, but then a rebound opportunity, and Jerkovic. Jerkovic put it in, and it's 5-1. to one. So Boyd has 32 saves on the game. Boyd has played fine in net, but just too many opportunities. 14:51, time of the goal for giving Chisholm. Jerkovic on the tally. For Jerkovic, that is his first of the season. The junior now, I believe, had no goals and one assist last season. Here comes the announcement on the goal. Jerkovic on the goal. Really? Unassisted? I thought someone else had the shot that he had the rebound on that he then had a follow-up on. In any case, Jerkovic on the goal. And Hibbing Chisholm is up 5-1 with a minute 40 to go. Shot by Sunball. Bounces right back to him. Over to McHugh with a laser shot. Follow-up try. Boyd smothers it just to top the crease. McHugh scored from that exact same spot early in the third period as Hibbing started to get themselves a little bit of a, a breathing room against Faribault after 2-0 at the end of one and the end of two. But the McHugh goal early in the third period gave the Blue Jackets a little bit of breathing room. Lindemann did score for Faribault a few minutes ago to pull within 4-1, but now the Blue Jackets are back up by the four-goal differential at 5-1. Blew a whistle on that face-off, so they'll redo it. They didn't like it that time either. Are we actually getting a penalty on this? Huh. Oh, a delay of game. 
a delay of game whistle during the course of a faceoff on Edmonds. So Edmonds makes his way over to the penalty box. Delay. Um, what are we at here? 15.30. Power play for Faribault. Third power play for the Falcons. And this power play, unless Faribault scores, will take us to the end of the game. Faribault gets the offensive zone faceoff. And on the draw, it trickles to the side wall, and McHugh clears it down the length of the building. Hibbing Chisholm's Elsner overskates the puck. Blue Jackets being a bit aggressive, shorthanded. Pass to Kunze. He skates into the zone for the Falcons. Slows down to the blue line, centers the puck for Stossel, back toward Kunze. Now looking for Stossel. That one slips away. A one-time drive hit traffic. Then Stossel with a try. The save is made by Lamphere with one minute to go third period. 5-1 Hibbing Chisholm. Puck settled down by Linneman. And then a shot attempt by Redding. And that one goes off of a Hibbing player and then cleared down the ice. And Boyd knocks that one forward, actually. He cleared that forward. Falcons don't get it out. The pass to Galley crashing up the right side of the slot fed to him from behind the goal line by Struckel. They don't quite connect on it. And do we have a delayed penalty or are they just taking out the goalie? No, they just took out the goalie. Faribault has pulled the goalie with 20 seconds to go. Trailing five to one. Bouncing puck, open net. It just got away from Gabardi as he almost had it in the hash mark area with an open net in front of him. So Faribault does pull the goalie for these final seconds. We're down to eight seconds in the game. Shot toward the open net, grabbed by Hart. One second to go, and that will do it. So your final score is 5-1. to one. Hibbing Chisholm with the win here at Faribault. And the Falcons uh, get outshot in this game by a total of 39 to 15. We're going to take a one-minute break to come back for a game recap. Hopefully you can hang on for that. Hibbing Chisholm 5, the Faribault Falcons 1. We'll be back in one minute with a recap from the Faribault Ice Arena. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Does your current bank have your best interest in you? Are they having to flip a coin on your financial decisions? Why not bank with a bank that makes total sense? First United Bank in Faribault and Owatonna is the bank that makes you and your family or business feel secure in the financial world. If a change is needed, see the banking professionals at First United Bank, the bank that just makes sense. Member FDIC. They're recapping the scoring unassisted. All right. Just wanted to double check that there wasn't any scoring changes to pass along. 
So in this one, it was Galley from Elsner and Edmonds in the first period, Strukel from Jerkovic in the first period, 2-0 Hibbing Chisholm. No scoring in the second period. Third period, McHugh scores from Strukel and Gabardi, Jack Gabardi. Uh, at 312, and then Jack Gabardi got a goal of his own at 520 from Edmonds, and it stayed that way for a little while, 4-0 Hibbing. Fairbo got on the board at 1225, Lineman unassisted, and then Jerkovic scored at 1451 unassisted for the Blue Jackets to round out the scoring at 5-1, Hibbing defeating Fairbo. I have each team 0 for 3 on the power play, and in the shot category, Hibbing dominated 39-15, ends up being the final tabulation in shots. Blue Jackets with the win are 2-3 and three on the season. They will be at Mankato East tomorrow for a 2 o'clock varsity faceoff at All Seasons Arena. Next home game is with Duluth-Denfeld on Tuesday. That will be Steve Carlson covering that on the call on 106.3 KQ North on Tuesday evening. For the Faribault Falcons, they drop to 0-2 on the season. Faribault will host Fairmont in their next game. That comes on Tuesday. So I think that'll wrap it up from here. Um, by the way, next uh, next radio game for Faribault fans would be the girls' basketball game with Northfield on Tuesday. Next boys' hockey game on the radio is at Mankato East next Thursday on the Mighty 920 KDHL. All right, it's been a lot of fun. Great to have you tuned in. Mighty 920 KDHL, Faribault, Minnesota, 920 AM and 97.9 FM. Of course, on the app as well. Great way to uh, follow along with Faribault High School sports and local sports on the KDHL app. A lot of local news and cool uh, contests as well. And fun to bring you the game up north on KQ North 106.3 FM. Um, I got my start in broadcasting and going to Hibbing, uh, graduated from Hibbing and was working at WMFG in Hibbing for a couple of years uh, in, during my high school days. So it's kind of fun to be on the airwaves of 106.3 here in this capacity, bringing you Hibbing Chisholm hockey on their road trip to southern Minnesota. The final score is 5-1. Hibbing Chisholm victorious over the Faribault Falcons. Again, thanks for listening. My name's Roy Koenig, wishing you a... Good evening from the Faribault Ice Arena. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Faribault Foods has been a pillar of the Faribault community since 1895. As a leading manufacturer of high-quality canned foods that are dedicated to providing wholesome and delicious recipe-ready food. Keep your pantry stocked with canned beans and vegetables for easy meals at your fingertips. Use Mrs. Grimes beans in your favorite soups, chilies, or tacos. And butter kernel vegetables, the side dish that your family will love. For more meal inspiration, visit MrsGrimesBeans.com or ButterKernel.com. <laughs> <laughs>